before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son farm is in my blood We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, thanks for listening to the program. Today, I'm speaking with Andrew Woolmer. Hello, Andrew. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Tell me about your career in agriculture. Yeah, so my career in agriculture is a little multifaceted, you could say. Um, my regular day job is I work as a financial services officer with Greenstone Farm Credit, um, a large ag lender in Michigan and northeast Wisconsin here. And then I also um, farm part-time on the side, um, work with my dad and kind of help each other out. He farms as well. Um, so that's kind of two roles I have in agriculture. What do you farm with your dad, and how did you all get started in it? Yeah, so my dad, he uh, farmed for his whole life. Um, my part of the operation that I do is corn and soybeans, traditional row crops. Mm-hmm. Um, he does corn and soybeans as well with a little bit of wheat and uh, also has a couple of greenhouses and a little bit of hops. Um, so he, he's a little more diversified than myself. Um, kind of got started. He, he farmed his whole life. Um, my grandpa farmed with him, um, kind of similar to how me and him farm. And uh, my grandpa was getting up there in age and uh, decided to retire in 2000, end of 2011. Mm-hmm. So I was able to take over some acres from my grandpa. My dad took over some, um, kind of transition it to the next generation. Mm-hmm. How is it going so far? And how much do you help your dad out in the greenhouse and hops area, even though that's not your main area? Yeah, it's, it's going well. Um, I mean, I think with any father son, there's always disagreements on stuff, you know, especially no. <laughs> when you're real busy. But, <laughs> but overall, my dad and I get along pretty well, and um, he understands. He, his farming is his full-time job, so he's there every day. Um, he understands me working. I'm not there every day, and but try to help as much as I can. Um, with the greenhouse and hops, um, that isn't as much for me. I, I help when needed there. Um, those are kind of, he, he had the greenhouses ever since we were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a lot of work. Is that, you know, there's a lot of jobs in a greenhouse that a kid can help with. So <laughs> did a lot of that growing up. But now if he's got down a little more that um, he does more wholesale versus we were retail when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then, and then the hops are kind of his, uh, his project there. I don't get too involved with them. Um, he really enjoys them, and I help help when I when I'm needed, but um, don't get too much involved with them. 
I like how you say there are a lot of jobs that a kid can help out with a greenhouse. Turns out that when you need help, any kid is good. Um, turn, we, we use our kids for lots of things that you uh, would normally just have uh, an adult do, but they are a nice, warm, willing person there, too. Yep. <laughs> Uh, in doing the corn and soybeans, tell me about your operation and how it's been going. Yeah, so we uh, both of, we kind of both own some of the equipment and uh, um, and then both obviously help with the labor side of it and um, kind of go back and forth. There's days I'm doing work in one of his fields, he's doing work in one of mine, just um, real flexible helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Um but we kind of keep some stuff separately, some stuff together. Um, works pretty well. Um, obviously, in the spring and fall, everything's busy, and both of us are going as much as helping as much as we can. Um, and we got a total together um, between my acres, his acres, and some custom work. It's probably about 550 acres or so. Um, about 130 of that is mine. Um, so he kind of has primary share of the acres, and we do a little bit of custom work for a neighbor. Which do you like growing and harvesting more, corn or soybeans? Uh, I I like corn. Um, I don't I don't really know why. I guess it's actually more work, but um, <laughs> I, I I just enjoy it and then harvest and stuff. Um, I just lot easier doing corn, or I shouldn't say easier, more enjoyable, I think, running corn and um, just get more with corn yielding more, you get more out of the field and stuff like that. I guess it feels more productive to me, <laughs> even though it's, you know, they're both <laughs> similar. Uh, I am always just amazed at how giant corn gets in such a short amount of time. And then the yield is just so incredible. And I... I feel the same way about it. Of course, I love all our crops, but corn really is special. Yeah. When you say running it, are you taking it then to an elevator? When you're, Do you take trucks to an elevator, or how are you doing it? Yeah, yeah we, uh, we harvest it, and um, I take it with a semi with a hopper bottom trailer. Um, take it to a few different elevators. A lot of us... I. I'm from southeast Michigan, kind of near Monroe, um, and there's a couple uh, Andersons and ADM facility in Toledo right on the Maumee River. So um, just with kind of grain prices and stuff, that usually ends up being our best bet, but take a little bit to a couple other places just depending on who is open and where we have stuff contracted. How did it happen that you got together with Greenstone? How did your college or career path lead to that? Yeah, so that was a, a little bit of a indirect route. I uh, started, I went to Ferris State University. Um, out of high school, I thought I wanted to be an eye doctor. Ah, then Ferris was the perfect place for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why I went there. After my first year, I, w- I was doing fine in school, but I figured out I really hated all the biology and chemistry classes. Uh-huh. And looking at my future schedule, that was everything. So <laughs> I... Uh, I went to, I actually was, I had a kelp class my freshman year of college, and, and I did well in that, so I started kind of looking at some career fields there, and uh, went to an advisor and actually switched my degree to applied math. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people with that degree go in working for like insurance companies and actuaries and stuff like that, but 
the advisor suggested I add a minor to it. And I said, well, I've always been kind of interested in finance, so I don't add a finance minor. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it worked out. I kind of had the math degree, but I had the finance minor there and really enjoyed that. And uh, the local Greenstone loan officer at the Monroe office when I was growing up, he was um, a good family friend. My dad had worked with him, and I got to know him pretty well. Um, at that time, my dad owned a golf driving range. Oh. Um, and so he would come out there and stuff. So I got to got to know him, and he kind of told me that, hey, we're looking at hiring a loan officer trainee if you're interested in it. And so it was kind of lined up perfectly. It was yeah. right after I graduated from the high school or from college when they were doing that. And so that's kind of, I, I kind of decided at that point I liked the finance stuff better. And with the finance and agriculture kind of coming together, it was a pretty good fit. In your role as a financial officer at Greenstone and your, as you say, side job or part-time job of farming, how do they complement each other? How do they bring understanding to your roles? Um, I, I think it goes both ways. Obviously, working at Greenstone, I understand financial numbers, ratios, and stuff like that that can you know help on the farm, but I actually think it's a little more probably the other way, kind of having the background of farming, growing up with it and stuff has really helped me understand some of my customers' needs mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, if they're talking about fertilizer and planting and stuff like that, a lot of those terms are foreign for somebody who hasn't been around agriculture. So it was kind of a nice start that I already had that background when I started at Greenstone. That is, yes. Were you able to complete everything at Ferris then? Did they have um, everything that you needed for your applied math major and finance minor? Yeah, yep. I was able to finish everything there, so I, I didn't have to transfer anything and um, was able to, and, and didn't really slow me down on graduation either, so it worked out pretty well. I think it's really interesting right now. My kids are signing up for all of their high school classes, and you have to pick a career path and your four years of classes. And uh, uh, they are having a hard time with it because it's difficult to know what you want to do when you're 13 years old for the rest of your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I like yeah. how you went from eye doctor. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, uh, to me, it's kind of one of those things I look back and was like, I never enjoyed any of the science stuff in high school and stuff. I don't know why I went to that field. You know, I think I thought about, you know, the eventual job wouldn't be bad, but all the classes leading up to it, I did not enjoy. Uh, yes, there's that way to get there too. <laughs> um, so now, now that you're in this job and um, how long have you been doing it now for Greenstone? Um, about five and a half years. And farming, you're just probably going to say your whole life, right? <laughs> Yeah, officially, kind of 2012 was the first year I had acres that were mine, if that makes sense. What challenges have you seen in the industry in your five years? Obviously, we had 2020, which brought its own set of challenges that we hadn't seen before. But what are farmers dealing with right now? Yeah, in uh, southeast Michigan, and I think it was quite a bit of the rest of the state, but in uh there have been 2018 and 2019, there was a lot of rains in the spring um, that had um, kind of delayed. So that was both on our farm and most of my customers. Um, it was a lot of guys making really tough decisions into June 
about whether they're going to plant or take the crop insurance and um and that's always stressful for someone i mean obviously i'm working on the loan side where they owe for bills and stuff like that and trying to make the best decision that'll be good for that year but also future for their ground as well um so that was kind of stressful um on the personal farm side in 2015 there was a hailstorm that went through over our farms and really did some damage and dropped a bunch of rain. So that was probably the toughest on the personal farm side, but we had the insurance and stuff that made it all right in the end, but it's never fun looking at a crop that you know, it hit when the crop was maybe a foot tall and just shredded it up and stuff. So that was never fun to see that on a farm. Oh, now watching, looking at all your babies being injured, it's a terrible thing. Yeah. Uh, so was it just one storm? You just went out there and everything was shredded? Yep. Yeah, I came overnight and um, my dad has a story because we woke up or he woke up that morning and went outside and he was looking at stuff and uh, I think he sent a picture to a neighbor and he's like, I can't believe looking at this stuff. And the neighbor said, well, you better come over and drive your field across the road from me because it's a lot worse. And, you know, just, you know, not even a half mile down the road. It was just where the, the, the storm had been worse. But, you know, like I said, we, it, that's fine. we had crop insurance and stuff, so it made it fine in the end. But just one of those gut feelings that you don't like seeing. Oh, no, of course not. Of course, with insurance, yes, it, it did turn out okay. But did it ever come back? Like, did... Did you actually get a yield off of it? Yeah, it was it was significantly worse than what it should have been. Yeah. Um, and there was a, some of the beans we were able to replant still, but the corn was pretty beat up at that point and too late in the year. But it uh yeah, so it, it ended up it, it we did harvest, but it was significantly lower yields. Yeah. What. Is your favorite season on the farm? Are you uh, a person who is excited about the machinery? Do you like the planting, harvesting? What What do you like the most? For me, it's by far harvest in the fall. Um, I I love running the combine. That's my favorite favorite part of the job. I've, I've joked with Dad if I ever quit farming that I just keep running the combine every <laughs> fall because I, I do that for as a hobby just for fun. And uh, so that that's my favorite. Um, and then even when harvesting is done, we do some tillage in the fall and stuff. That's It's pretty laid back and easy and something a lot of times I'm doing it in the evenings after work and stuff. And it's it's just kind of, an, I guess, it's not as time sensitive and a lot easier, more relaxing, I guess. Spring is always stressful because you worry about when the next rains come in and kind of worried about all of that. <laughs> yes, I love worrying about rain. One of my favorite activities in spring. <laughs> Okay, I have two questions then. Uh, when you first started combining, how old were you? Because that's sort of a huge thing when they, um, the parent transitions the combining duties to the child. Yeah, I don't think I was allowed to run the combine or the corn planter until 2012 when it was my own acres I was going across. <laughs> Makes perfect um, sense. That was something Dad was always a little protective of growing up. Um, did a lot of tillage and stuff like that when I was, you know, growing up before it was mine, but I think it was probably 2012, so I would have been, um, I'd have been in, that would have been when I first started college, yeah. when he, you know, turned the reins over and let me start on that, and 
but now it's one of those things where we bounce back and forth. It doesn't matter who's doing it and what field. It's got a little more trust after a few years. <laughs> and in the picture that you sent, you had your nephew with you, you said? Yeah, yeah. I have a, a, a nephew and a niece. So I, I'm actually the seventh generation on our farm. So they would be the eighth. So that picture would be. He'd be going across the field, the eighth generation there, oh. going across it. And so he's he's three and a half, and my niece is a year and a half. So that picture is probably a little over a year old now. But he he loves farming stuff. His, his um my brother-in-law farms as well, so he gets it from his dad. And um my mom watches him a lot of times on the weekend when she's off. So. He'll, there's times that he just, even in the winter, he just wants to go on a tractor ride. He doesn't care if we're doing anything. He just <laughs> wants to get in there and go around with the tractor. And what's his name? Oren. How fun. Um, I, of course, love that. I mean, what little kid doesn't want to ride in one of those? Um, and for my kids, which is kind of funny to me, is they would go in them and immediately go to sleep. They couldn't help themselves. It's just so relaxing and nice. <laughs> Yeah, last spring I had a situation he was wanting to go on a tractor and my mom's like, he's kind of tired, I don't know. I'm like, well, he'll be asleep. And I wasn't even, I pulled out on the road, I wasn't even going a half mile. By the time I pulled in the field, he was sleeping already. He didn't even get to see me point at anything. <laughs> he was snoozing the whole time. Uh, when we were talking about the challenges, uh, especially of last year, how did COVID affect your job at Greenstone and on your farm? So the farm, it didn't impact too much. I mean, there's, you know, it impacted the grain prices a little bit, a um, little bit with, you know, dealers and suppliers being limited hours or different, um, different ways of having to get stuff. But overall, not too much. Um, with work, it was kind of a lot of, not necessarily difficulties, but a lot of change. Um, been able to figure out that we're able to do much more stuff remotely, over the phone than I ever thought we could. Um, kind of been so in March or whatever it started, we worked from home. They able to go back in the office a little bit, kind of late summer, um, early fall, and then kind of in November went back. We've been working from home since. So um, there's definitely been challenges. I don't like not being in the office, not seeing my customers every day. Um, but I kind of understand at the same time. But the one thing, I mean, I give credit to our IS department at Greenstone that they kind of got us set up for this, and it's really been smooth and been been able to handle everything, all the requests and stuff, haven't had any issues there. That is so nice when you can depend on technology like that. Uh, I was talking to the IT department head at my children's school because they gave every child a laptop. And she said, well, normal years we fix, you know, five or six screens. This year we fixed 100. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what happens when you let people work from home, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're back, and I, you know, I know that things are getting more back to normal for you. And I'm glad it didn't change too much on your farm. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's been, you know, obviously everyone's had difficulties with it, and it's been different. But like I said, it's it's been doable, I guess, if that makes sense, that, you know, it, hopefully we can get back to the old way of doing things as soon as possible, but it's kind of amazing to see what we are capable of doing virtually with people. It is.
And when you tell people what you do, I farm and I work at Greenstone, what questions do people ask you about your jobs? Um, I guess I don't, not too much. Um, I guess a lot of people with the job, they immediately go to what happens when you're foreclosing on someone, something like that. And I'm like, guys, that is not, that is not a regular part of my job. Um, they, you know, they kind of want to hear that stuff. And, um, but really, I'm, the majority of my job is talking to customers, working with them, finding out what their needs are and helping them get that met with loans and stuff. So it's, it's really, um, I guess the one thing that I just kind of talk to people, you know, a lot of times, I'm, and even there's times where I'm just talking to somebody and, hey, I got this decision to make and kind of looking, we're talking it through. They're, hey, you know my financial picture. Is this something that's doable? Um, kind of a little bit of the, not, not the advice, but kind of talking it through with them and mm-hmm. kind of showing strengths and weaknesses of doing different things. So um, that's something I'm finding kind of a little interesting that not as many people think of. It's not nearly as transactional that it's not, oh, somebody needs a loan, here's their loan, you know, moving on. It's, it's a lot of talking and figuring stuff out. Yeah, it really is a lot of strategy and all the things that you majored and minor in. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. What do you like to do when you are not working at either job? How do you like to spend your time? Yeah, I uh, I end up I don't know when I do get free time in the in the summer I enjoy golfing. Um, so when I get chance I like to do that. Um, in the winter, I like skiing quite a bit, so kind of depends on the winter. This winter, I've been able to make it out skiing quite a bit, so that's been enjoyable. Um, and then I always like watching sports, especially football and basketball. Um, so when I can do that, especially in the winter, I enjoy doing that. Uh, wasn't it awful when they weren't on? It's uh, we <laughs> we didn't <laughs> we didn't watch anything. I'm like, no sports again? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, there was quite a while there. I went, I don't know, the last time I watched like, TV, I, you know, that's normally what I'm watching if I turn it on is sports. Uh, who's your team? Um, I, I root for Michigan State. That's where my my dad and my couple uncles and my grandpa went to Michigan State. So that's kind of the, the family team. Um, then I like the Lions and footballs. It's, sometimes. Well, there are only Michigan NFL team. Who else are you going to cheer for? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you get to see the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game? I I actually missed it last night because I was I was actually skiing yesterday, or oh. I was coming back from skiing yesterday and missed it. Well, I'm glad you got to go skiing, and I'm glad you got to celebrate the win <laughs> later because that was very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me, and I hope you have a great rest of the day at both jobs. Thank you. Enjoy talking with you. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, 
please visit michigangrown.org. Why, yeah.